Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Counter Punch Podcast. I'm Jacob Kilbrad, your host, and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Darren Tetley. Darren, how are you doing? I don't know, yeah. Good, good to be back. Good to have you on the show. Plenty to talk about this week, Darren, obviously reflecting on Dillian White's week, uh, uh, victory at the weekend, looking ahead to the uh, unification heavyweight clash between Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker in the latest as well on the uh, Canelo drugs situation. Uh, Darren, let's first of all start by talking about you, as we always do. Um, how's the uh, recovery from the shoulder injury going, first of all? Yeah, um, I had, we're, we're on Wednesday uh, yep. recording this, so um, I had a, I've been to the physio today, and he's, and he's sort of, I'm not been discharged yet, um, but he said I can I can just use it as I would any other time. Uh, give me a few exercises to strengthen up in, in certain movements that, that my arm's doing, That that's a little minor pain. Um, I have a circuit with a physio next week right? Uh, just to to show me different strength exercises and, and, and stuff like that and then he said hopefully the week after that I can I can be discharged and but you know it's sort of I've sort of discharged as it is because he's, he's just said basically do what do what I want with it now uh, right. obviously if I get pain I've got to sort of stop yeah um, but I mean it's a few weeks out but a good few weeks out until mm. I fight so it sort of happened if it was going to happen ever it sort of happened and healing at, at about yeah, the, a good per, time, at the perfect yeah, time yeah. so it gives you plenty of time to, to get back training and I think it's nine week or eight and a half week and mm. now I can use it fully so yeah. well, it, it's perfect May 19th obviously the uh, Lee Selby Josh Warrington undercard that fight um, any closer to an opponent being announced? yeah um gonna build everyone's hopes up just to still say I can't tell anyone yet. Um, <laughs> but it's confirmed, it's both teams have agreed, um and, and stuff so there's a fight definitely on. Um mm. uh, an opponent who we both know we know that's made, the fight's made, uh yep. and I I can give a little insight it is for a title. Yep. So that's confirmed. So it's gonna be a massive fight for me. And I'm hoping, as, as far as I've been told, like I say, it's Wednesday now. And as far as I've been told, it'll be Saturday. The confirmation. The confirmation. Uh, sort of announcement rather than confirmation, because every, everything is confirmed. Ah, right, the, yeah. The fight's yeah. on. Uh, but hopefully the announcement is on Saturday, which I had a feeling it, it could be anyway. Right. Um, so hopefully next week, next week's podcast, we can... Yep, <laughs> we can sort of talk yeah. about it a little bit more, and, and you know, talk about the opponent more as well. Hundred mm, percent. And as we were saying last week as well, come come to you for tickets, Facebook, Twitter, all those sorts of. Yeah, places. I have. Yeah, like we said last week, I have a a Facebook page, um, a, a Twitter page that I I run the Twitter page, and um, it's my mother that that does the Facebook page. Yeah. So, to to be fair, while we're on this, which I would like to thank my mother to be fair because yeah. she's run that sort of since I had it it was a friend of mine started up and, and she took over it uh, so she's hounded with messages and, and you know she deals with everything for me Yeah. so I have to thank her but yeah messages are and she just she's straight away mess, whoever messages it she tells me straight away and, and I can get tickets and, and drop them off and mm. you know um, if someone wants me on Twitter that I can send a message to them and, and, and whatever else you know yeah. obviously not going to give it on here uh, but you know, if someone who's interested wants them, just just message me on, or message any of them, um, and or if they are friends, they can message you. 
definitely yeah and you, you, yeah, can, yeah, you can pass it on to me and, and you know I can get them delivered that, that's that's not a problem yeah well my DMs are open Jacob underscore Kilbride what's your Twitter handle again mine is uh, at that's Tetley Boxing yeah um, and mine's the same mm. my DMs are, yeah. are, are open anyway so you know a message and, and it's all appreciated as well uh, you don't really when you do interviews it, it's sort of hard because you have a certain topic that you that you have to talk about mm. you sort of don't really get a chance to say thanks to anyone yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know I'd just like to say now if there's people listening that have supported me from the beginning or just sort of knowing me now supporting it's, it's all appreciated so uh, thanks and as you were saying to me earlier as well, um, not earlier, but a few weeks ago now, that you don't have to pay the booking charge as well if you yeah. can't buy them straight from you. So yeah. So you don't get it's slightly it's cheaper. It's funny because a lot of people don't realise that uh, a £40 ticket, for example, mm. if you get it online, it could, it could I don't know how quote me on it, but it could yeah. be, it could go up to £44 or £45 or whatever it is. Uh, and if you drink, that's a pint. Yeah. So you know, it's a it's a drink, and so you don't have to worry about ordering and losing it, or do you know, alt like that. You can get it straight off me. I hand you the ticket, so you know it's easier. And yeah, no booking fee. Yeah, certainly a big selling point, and as well as you were saying, I know we've mentioned this before, but this is your first title fight. It's not like one that you've had before. It's probably clearly the biggest of your career so far. Yeah, I mean, it's hard trying to sell tickets for fights that no disrespect to 21 I've, I've boxed but that you're expected to win mm. no one wants to see a fight where you're expected to win whereas you know this is a fight where we both you know he's unbeaten I'm unbeaten um, so this is a fight where it's you know, it's really going to matter and a massive step up for me and you know I'll maybe steal the show for the fight of the night who knows fingers crossed fingers hopefully crossed. yeah right then Darren Let's delve into uh, the weekend's action. Uh, obviously, yep. headlined uh, by the heavyweight clash between Dillian White and Lucas Brown. But firstly, let's start by talking about some of the fights uh, on the undercard. Just to quickly uh, run through uh, a couple, uh, sort of towards the bottom of the bill. Uh, Jamie Cox uh, winning by knockout, so second round stoppage against Harry Matthews, and Anthony Fowler also winning by stoppage uh, after five rounds against Kalilu Dembele. Apologies for the pronunciation. Uh, firstly, Darren, just starting on Jamie Cox. Obviously, he's coming, this is his first fight since uh, the defeat to George Groves. Obviously, not the best opponent and just a pretty straightforward comeback fight for uh, Jamie. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much at, at the level he's at. You know, Aaron Matthews, I've I've seen a couple of times. If if he's in with an unexperienced prospect, then, you know, maybe you can give him a few problems. But Jamie Cox, I've I've, I've always liked watching him and... And you know I do believe he's world level. Um, so yeah, it was just a formality basically. Um, good shot to finish, very yeah. very good yeah. shot to finish. Um, so yeah, he's it's basically you know a formality. He did, he did what he had to do, and and he looked well. Yeah, well obviously Jamie's got that fight against John Ryder, which has been obviously now officially confirmed for the Hair uh, Bell undercard, and that fight seems like you know one that may may steal the show from the uh, main event. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Jamie always comes to try and knock people out. Mm. Um, if 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 people's ever seen him, they'll know that. Uh, but John Ryder is is strong and, and and solid as well. So two southpaws, you know, it's one of them. It's even going to make for a really scrappy fight. Yeah. Uh, both going in and 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 a lot of clinching. Oh, 
like you say, it's on a steel show, and it could may well be the the fight of the night. Yeah. Uh, just moving on then to Anthony Fowler. He won inside five rounds. Uh, kept up his undefeated record. He's now moved to uh, five and zero. Um, I know we've had a couple of conversations about Anthony and obviously and specifically his style of boxing. Uh, what did you uh, make of his performance and and him as a prospect? Ah, oh, is is one of the best prospects. You know, that, that's obvious. Um, yeah. That, that's probably one of the best I've seen him. I think. Right. Um, his jab looks solid and and you know accurate. It's just the head movement. One, he didn't really move his head mm. much. He did at times and and he did it well at times. But there's just something about the head movement for me that it looks. It's it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it looks forced, like he's really trying. Yeah. You no, know, some boxers, you know, just it just comes natural. You know, they just bang out of the way and that's it. Uh, with him, it sort of looks a little bit forced. Maybe that's his style. It, you know, he may not be trying and it, it, it could be his style. Um, but I'd like to see him, you know, I, I mean, he's only had four fights. Or, or was that his fifth fight? That was his was fifth, that his fight, fifth yeah. fight. Um So, I say I'd like to see him step up. Not many people do after five fights, to be fair. But um, sort of step up with some... Uh, no, the experience he's got as an amateur, I'd like to see him step up against a decent um, British, yeah, you know, Br- British you, fighter. I know, obviously, we were talking about with with Joe Joyce and with with Michael Conlon last week. Do you think that's sort of the growing trend among among prospects, specifically the ones that have come through the Olympics? Obviously, we've seen, you know, uh, uh, Joe Cardenas in a title fight at the weekend. Uh, Josh Kelly is as well. Joe Joyce has been, you know, fought Ian Lewis on his debut. Is that perhaps a growing trend for these young prospects to, you know? specifically like you were saying with Anthony who's had an established amateur career to have maybe you know half a dozen of these sort of you know learning fights yeah. rather than a dozen say yeah I mean yeah I think I think you you, you bang right what you're saying um, I mean I I had a, a decent amateur career I had 71 amateur fights um, but I, I was never like in the WSB and mm. and stuff like that so yeah I've had I've had more learning fights than I I, I wanted yeah, not not just people that watching. Um, I understand. For me, I had to sell tickets to fight, and and there were more behind the scenes. These lads don't. Mm. These lads are fight. These lads can fight whoever they want. Yeah, they don't wherever to, they want. They don't have to sell three grand worth of tickets just to get in the ring. Mm. Whereas I did. So for me to fight an, uh, a good opponent on a small show, I'd have had to sell hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tickets just yeah. to fight. Yeah. So whereas these lads, these are on the big shows, they can do it. Um, and the WSB is a massive thing. Yeah, just well. just to sort of explain for people who yeah. maybe don't know, yeah. Darren World Series of boxing. Obviously, it's is it five? It's five three minute rounds. Yeah. So most prospects, me included, on my first pro debut, I did four threes. Mm. So they're already in six round fights, so to speak. Yeah. With and the difference with the, with the WSB is. It's all Olympians and and world champion amateurs that's in it. No mm. guard, small gloves. I think it's small gloves. So they're already sort of having six rounders with world class fighters. Yeah. So and if you'd spoke to to Anthony Fowler, Cordina, Josh Kelly, all of them would say the same. They want hard fights. But a step up for someone that's not used to it, maybe more nerve wracking. But these guys have been fighting Olympic gold medalists in 
for five three minute rounds in the WSB. So I think they'll want the step ups as well. Um, but I think they don't need as many learning fights as what as what I've had. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I'm not I'm not just going to sit there and say they can't be fighting bums all the time. <laughs> no, and because someone will just say, "Well, you're doing it." Yeah, I think you know. that I was trying to explain this to someone today, actually, just about that. For me, there's sort of like two parts of boxing. There's TV boxing and small hall boxing. I think, yeah. is, that, is that fair to say? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, like you were saying, you know, Anthony Fowler doesn't have to sell thousands of pounds worth of tickets to fight on shows. He can fight in Liverpool, London, Belfast, wherever he likes. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, obviously, you, someone like you has had a completely different experience. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll sort of give an example of small old boxing being on it myself um i'll probably over or under exaggerate money just so people you know there's other fighters out there that are on these shows so they might not want their money talked about um but let's say for example i'm having a six rounder and my opponent wants two thousand pound just just say for example um and then so that means that two thousand pounds coming out of my ticket sales Mm. so I've got to do a minimum of at least two and a half thousand pounds. With two and a half for the opponent, five hundred for the promoter. Two for two thousand for the opponent, sorry. Yeah. Two, yeah, two thousand for, yeah. for the opponent, yeah. sorry. Uh and say five hundred for the opponent. Yeah. Again, this is could be more, could be less. Yeah. Um general figures, yeah. General figures. So that's two and a half grand j- just there. Mm. Now that's just to get in the ring before I get a penny. Yeah. So to put into context, that's against the journeyman. Who's expected to win now? Imagine, say, if I wanted to fight Josh Kelly. Yeah. Now imagine how much Josh Kelly it's going to be to have him on a small old show. Mm. It's virtually impossible unless the small old promoter is going to pay up for the fights, which some do. To be fair, some do, but I never had that. So this is why a lot of people have more learning fights than than what people might think they want because. Mm. It's hard to sell tickets. Now, not only do you have to sell the tickets to fight, you also have to try sell the fight to yeah. the people that are buying tickets. Yeah, so yeah. how do you sell a fight with someone that's won five and lost 100? It's very hard to sell a fight like that. Mm. So that's just a little insight into small old boxing for for people that don't know and for people that maybe sit at home and be like, I'll go up with small or so I'll look at box track and be like, I'm sick of these people fighting these. There's a reason for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I was, um, when I first did the podcast, and I, obviously I, I told my friends about it and told that I was doing it with you, the, my friends went on your record. Box track, the, yeah. yeah they, they, look, they looked down, I think it was, what's it, ne- Nesbit? Nesbit? Yes, what, Nesbit, what, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the one. And, and my friend said to me, he's lost 200 fights, why is, it, why is he not quit from boxing or, you know, this, this you, that and the other. And I'll tell you one I, thing, not many people stop Nesbit. Yeah, and now if you go yeah. on that and see how many times he's been stopped out of them two hundred fights, it's mm. not a lot. Uh, I managed to do it, to be fair. So, um, but yeah, there's a reason. The first five or six, yeah, you, you have them to learn, but there is a reason why so many are are them sort of fights. Um, and another thing, if like, for at the minute I don't have a title, don't have nothing. So, does a prospect want to take a big risk in fighting me? When he's got everything to lose mm. on a small or short, at that they don't they, they don't want to do it. Mm. So yeah, so that like I said, that's just 
a little insight into yeah. into smaller boxing. So now when people's on box rec, they know that it's not because the fighters don't want to fight no one. Some don't, to be fair, some don't. Um, and I'm sure when my next fight announced, people will know that's not me. Mm. Um, but yeah, th- there's a reason why the, these fights happen so much. Yeah. Fascinating insight as always, Darren. Uh, let's move on then to uh, the uh, Derek Chisora fight. He won inside uh, two rounds by stoppage against Zakari Azizu. I can't, I can't say that. I'm going to have to say apologies for the pronunciation again. We shall get some of the uh, next ones right. But I think, Darren, this fight, it, well, I think this fight was more to do with the aftermath yeah. of it, the post fight interview. Yeah, I think we were probably going to talk about that. Chisora won pretty easily, and then we saw in the Sky. Did you, you see this? You've I seen did, this, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And we saw uh, Joe Joyce uh, uh, and David Hay, Joyce's promoter, uh, and Chisora as well. Obviously, plenty of talking in the interview afterwards. Uh, Chisora made a bet with uh, David Hay, saying that if Joyce beat him, to pay him a pound. But if he beat Joyce, then he wanted David Hay's purse for the Tully Bellew fight, which David Hay as TV. you. Yeah, oh yeah, on the TV. What, on what's the the TV team? rights? What does he mean by that? Does he mean the the channel Dave that he has his fights on? All? No, no. What well, is it? obviously the the Hay Bellew fight is on Sky Box Office, yeah. and David Hay will get paid if oh, uh, for, for yeah, pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. that fight sells one pay per view, then David Hay will get I don't know ten pounds or something. Right, but if it yeah. sells a million, million. yeah, no, right, he'll get yeah, obviously yeah. it's so you know that he gets a fee from the TV subject to how many pay per views Sky sells. Right, so. Yeah. Yeah, so what what did you make of that yeah, fiasco, I mean, Darren? It's pointless even talking about the fight, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. We I don't, I don't, even, I don't even think anyone even listening to this is really bothered about the fight. He threw a jab to the body and landed a right hand over the top and knocked him out. That's basically oh, it. Oh, um, oh, yeah, sorry. The, the, yeah. the fight itself, that's yeah. basically the fight for yeah. people that, that, that want to know about it. Um, but yeah, the after fight, the interview, um, I think it was funny, to be fair, because... It certainly was. I think... Derek Chisora sort of just shut him up. Yeah. That David A can't say nothing now because <laughs> he tried saying, didn't he, why am I going to pay you millions mm. for a fight? But Derek Chisora said, no, if you're that confident in Joe Joyce beating me, give me a pound. Mm. I'll have a pound if he beats me. But if I win, I want millions, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, he w- and David A's flat-out words was, no. That's what. That's how he said it. No, mm. and then obviously Chisora turned and said, "Right, don't mention my name again, or it'll it'll be on or something." Um, and Joyce just stood there. Yeah. Let's be honest. He just stood there like he's a big old lump and he'd kill me. But he just stood there like a lemon, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Yeah. Did it, did you did you see his tweet on uh, his um a tweet from Joe Joyce where he's I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was him that put it. I'm not sure. This to speak or he, he said, "I wish I could string a sentence together." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, tweet, so yeah, at least he can take the mick out himself. Yeah, listen, he's, he's not a talker, is he? but I think he and Joyce were shocked at what Chisora said. Now, I've never done an interview on live TV uh, or anything like that. You know, so even this, for example, if this isn't live, so if I slipped up with someone, it can be edited out. Live TV can't be edited out, mm. so. And Chisora knew that, so Chisora's thought, here we go then, live TV, let's see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. see if you back your mouth, mm. and, and, and said it, um, and, and A flat out said no, um, 
I don't think the fight's going to happen. No. Not now. Uh, if if Chisora sticks to the pound and and that deal, is I think it shows if he's got confidence in him. Mm. And I think... I think the one we say... We, we said last week, and I think I said it a few times, I don't credit any boxer for taking a fight when they're getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. If he, he accepts this, the deal, that takes a lot of guts for he because he's fighting Bellew, not Chisora or Joyce. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to accept it. Is I don't think he's going to accept it. But no if he does, he's not fighting. So... It's sort of if he does accept it and Joyce gets beat, I don't think he and Joyce will be working together for very, <laughs> for very much long after. To be fair, well, it would it would greatly surprise me if he does take the the, the bet, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that won't happen. But no. uh, just uh, hearing some of Eddie Earn's comments after the uh, after the fight, he he was saying that he'd sort of like to make a situation where Derek Chisora would fight Carlos Takam on the Bellevue undercard. And Joe Joyce would fight the Commonwealth champion Lemroy Thomas. Do you think that would be quite a good uh, matchup in the uh, heavyweights? Yeah, I, ca- I can't think if he was actually recording when we. I'm sure we spoke about this last week. Pretty and, sure and, we did, and, yeah. And we sort of said this would. Ha- we thought this, these fights were going to be the fights that happened. Yeah. Um, Tassara Takam, yeah, good fight. Um, Takam coming off a, a good display against Joshua. Mm. Um, so I think that'll sort of. St- Sure, what Chisora's got left is he just coming back because there's nothing else to do, or does he have intentions of of getting back up to world title level? If he can look good against Takam, then I think it shows he's got a bit left. Thomas and Joyce, um, the only reason I wouldn't like to see this fight is I'd like to see my mate Dave Allen fight yeah. Thomas. Uh, and he says himself, if if Joyce gets that Commonwealth, then it's going to be very hard for, for Ireland to win to mm. win it. But f- take that aside, yeah, that's um, two two good fights. Um, Thomas is known over here for obviously fighting Ireland. Joyce, we, we all know Joyce is. Um, I can see Joyce stopping Thomas, to be fair. But the interesting thing with that is, I don't know if it was in the post-fight interview or something when someone mentioned it just... To Chisora, if Joyce got the Commonwealth, would he fight him then? And he said, "I don't, uh, want, I, I don't want the Commonwealth." Yeah, I think that was in the um, the post fight interview with Alan Sky. Yeah, he doesn't want the Commonwealth. So that even if if they both win them two fights, Joyce and and Chisora, the Chisora Joyce still isn't no closer. Yeah, I don't think because if Chisora doesn't want the Commonwealth, well, I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't, I, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, I think. The thing with Chisora is what what I don't know. You'd you think that Chisora maybe would be more inclined to take that fight if a title's on the line. But say Chisora does beat Takam, then you'd think that that would put him probably in the in, top in the top. in the world in for a world title rather than a Commonwealth. Yeah, title. or at least an eliminator yeah. for a world title. Exactly. You know? so you'd, yeah. You'd um, think if he does beat Takam, who Takam I think is top fifteen ranked, so yeah, that would probably put him top five or something. I'd guess so. He'd probably be be, exactly, be looking yeah. beyond a, a Commonwealth, wouldn't he? Which is understandable. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like we say, attack on coming off a good fight with Joshua. So, yeah. I think if Chisora beats Takam, uh, we'll just forget Thomas Joyce for a minute. If Chisora beats Takam, ready for a world title, why? Who will obviously speak about soon? He's looking at Wilder. 
if the Wilder fight doesn't happen or for some reason will Tesoro and White fight or will will Wright White take another risk mm. if he's number one mandatory um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure we'll uh, have to wait and see I think there's I think there's still a question mark over whether Chisora beats Takam yeah. to, to, in, in yeah, my opinion so yeah, I think exactly. there's, you know, there's still plenty of permutations and, and all sorts still to come but um, yeah I, I, I think if we w- if we were to see Chisora Takam uh, and Thomas versus Joyce on the uh, uh, Bellew here to undercard that they would be two really good fights and would build that card even further because there's already been yeah. a couple of good fights on there as, as uh, already so uh, building into a good card and hopefully we see uh, those two fights uh, let's move on then Darren to talk about the British lightweight title fight another stunning win by a yeah. stoppage for Lewis Ritson uh, he beat Scott Cardle inside two rounds um, an absolute tear up this one wasn't it really and, you yeah. know for all it was though it wasn't much action obviously in terms of the amount of time for it but another sensational performance from Lewis Ritson he continues to get the headlines and uh, you know another fantastic win for him yeah uh, I think I think he's uh, not just mine a lot of I think he's becoming a lot of people um, and mine included a favourite British fighter at the minute Mm. Um, that first 30 seconds or so I thought he was going to get stopped and and in the way he pulled it back um, and, and kept calm let, let's let's remember he's come up on the small old shows as well, and, and he's mm. never we've never been seen him been tested. Yeah, as as in hurt and and come back, and he's shown there it it, it didn't look like it phased him whatsoever. Um, you know <laughs> what do you say about it? Um, I think just just Lewis Ritson stops Scott Cardle in two rounds says says enough as mm. it is but a very good performance and you know Cardle just got the wrong game plan I think yeah I don't w- even think it was a game plan to be honest <laughs> that that was my next question to, for you to be honest obviously it was it the wrong game plan for Cardle seemed to like gas out after a round didn't he really because he just yeah. threw the kitchen sink at Ritson because he did he landed he caught him didn't he you know he caught him on the chin but Ritson showed a good chin first of all but yeah. probably wrong tactics to stand and trade with such a noted <laughs> puncher like Ritson I um, I don't think that was a game plan at all right. I, I don't think he was meant to do that uh, he come out sort of for a right hand and just happened to catch him right uh, and then like you say he went, he went in thinking he, which I thought he was going to stop him so being a fighter and being in the ring if I'd have been Scott Cardle I'd have fought the same mm. but I say I'd have changed, but I'd like to think if that was me, if you catch someone that flush that many times in the first 15, 20 seconds and they're still stood up coming forward, you've got to stop trying to stop them because you've landed five or six clean shots and they're still stood walking forward. So then he should have gone back to boxing. He'd won the round. If he'd have boxed that round, he'd have won the round anyway. Mm. Um, Got a little bit overconfident. And in the second round, got well punched himself out in the first round. You could see it a mile off. Mm. Um, and if he didn't, he was gonna. Yeah. And the second round, he just he got caught with some beautiful shots and um, and got stopped. Yeah. And we were talking about Ritson's next fight, even last week, weren't we? And obviously, that's yeah. obviously with with the victory, that's uh, seems a lot closer now. June sixteenth uh, in Newcastle seems to be uh, his next one, probably on a bill 
with uh, Josh Kelly, of course, if he comes through uh, his fight the weekend. Um, apparently sc- scheduled to fight Paul Highland Jr., uh, who's 17-0 and 0, uh, uh, as his mandatory challenger. Do you know a lot about him, Darren? I've, I've not seen yeah, Highland Jr., I've to be honest. I'm sure it's the same, the same one. He stopped Adam Dingsdale, I think. Get on box I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to sure, have to go to I'm box sure right. he stopped in, in a round, I think it was. Uh, again, strong. Uh, looks looks strong, but Ritson just sort, sort of just keeps improving and, mm. uh, and, looking, and looking devastating every time. It's the way... His last Robbie Barrett, who we beat, who we, who we took the title off, mm. uh, he, he absolutely walked through him. Joe Murray, who I've sparred Joe Murray, to do that to him in a round. Ellen Cardell, I mean, them three performances there is, is, is something else. And, you know, Paul Allen Jr., you may ask him some different questions. Uh, may not punch himself out. And he's a bit of a bigger puncher than, than Cardell is as well. Right, so, yeah. You know, there, there will be questions. Mm. Questions you, asked. You were right, by the way, that he did stop Adam Dingsdale uh, in June last year, uh, and he st- and he beat uh, Stephen Armand. Stephen Armand. Uh, yeah. My pronunciation is awful yeah, today. Stephen Armand, Stephen yeah. Armand by split decision. Uh, so he's the IBF European champion at the moment. Uh, but yeah, he's still. Uh, that would be four solid fights, wouldn't it, for Ritz? And like you were saying, Darren Barrett, then on to Joe Murray, beats Cocardo. And, and then fight Highland Junior, yeah. and then there's also talk of the uh, Mashadod, uh, Tom, Tommy Coyle winner yeah. as well. So that'd be oh, that'd be five, wouldn't it? Five Massive fights to to come out of nowhere like he has to then not only get these fights but to be walking through him the way he is mm. is, is is something else. Um, I'd like to see him against against Coyle Dodd winner. Yeah, I, I think that'd be that'd a fight of the night written all over it. Mm. Uh, let's move on then to another British title fight and also uh, the Commonwealth title uh, on the line. Callum Johnson stopped Frank Buglioni uh, after just one round. This was, for me, was uh, the surprise of the evening. Uh, Callum Johnson hadn't fought since September 2016 uh, and won inside a round, winning the British title, uh, Darren, and, and retaining his Commonwealth. And Were you as surprised as I was by this result? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've seen a bit of Callum Johnson. I knew he was he was, he was a good puncher. Uh didn't see that coming, you know, in a month or Sundays. Yeah. Um, unbelievable performance from him, um, and 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 he was inactive for a while. Yeah. You know, so so to come and, and do that to to Frank Buglioni is um is something else, uh, and he may well just be the one to look out for in Britain at, at, at light heavyweight. Yeah, hundred percent, and. For, it was such a surprise, really, wasn't it? I mean, again, obviously, I know we can, you know, blame fighters for wrong game plans and tactics after they've, they've been stopped in a round, but Frank Bully only got the success and then seemed to jump on Johnson. And obviously, we, we said uh, in the build-up to this one that Johnson can punch, you know, he's clearly got yeah. power and potentially the wrong game plan. Obviously, it's easy to say in hindsight now, but... Is it perhaps wrong yeah. for Bugley only just to jump jump straight into Johnson after yeah. having a little bit of early success? But I think, like going back to the Cardle, the Cardle situation was the same. He he, hurt, he caught him early. It didn't hurt him nowhere like Cardle hurt Ritson, but landed and and sort of got a little bit carried away and and just got caught with a lovely shot and he just he just couldn't recover. Mm. 
he was badly uh, and, and it was a good stoppage by, by the referee as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think Buglione was sort of complaining a little bit to the referee after the fight, but to be fair to him, he did on Twitter yeah, on he, the day after he, he had made it, it was uh, the right stoppage. Yeah, I think he realised it, it, it was the right stoppage. You know, there was no way he was going to recover from that. Mm. Uh, you know, sort of Cardo Richardson, the ref, well, people knew Cardo wasn't a, a, a concussive puncher, so mm. Richardson was able to ride it, but Callum Johnson is a huge puncher, so even if he'd have blown himself out, the shots that hit Buglioni would have just took it out of him too much. Yeah. And um, obviously, like heavyweight division, there's obviously the the big fight there at the moment is obviously Callum Johnson now versus um, Anthony Yard. Obviously, wait and see. Obviously, there's plenty of back and forth. Obviously, it was Yard versus Buglioni in that whole situation. Now it's the Yard versus Johnson, and it seems like a little bit of a, a petty argument still between Frank Warren and uh, Eddie Hearn about this fight constantly talking about it in interviews and things like that is that a fight that firstly can be made and you know yeah, who, this, who would you this is like the towards? conversation we had last week with the promoters just getting on and, and making fights mm. uh, it shouldn't be I'm on team and I'm on team Warren da, 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 you know as in from a fan's point of view fans shouldn't be saying I'm this fan I'm yeah, yeah. yeah I believe Warren will keep Yard away from Johnson uh, Johnson's unknown technically uh, I know he's a Commonwealth champion but just in terms yeah, of profile yeah, yeah. profile sort of thing, I, I yeah. think um, that's fair point but just so I were on on the yard is it true yard turned down Berterbiev well this is what Eddie Hearn has said in an interview and obviously oh is Eddie Hearn that started this off yeah and obviously we've not, I've not heard from Frank Warren so I've, I'm, no, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, all, all the IBF to be fair so I'm not you know I'm not sure if we can say that for certain but it Let's seems it it seems a bit of a strange thing for Eddie Hearn to make up if that is yeah. if that is the case. Start the blue with turn down, but uh, but Terbi ever won. Yeah, but let's let, be honest. Let, let's, ever, um, yeah, I'm a, not sure you can a, blame him for turning. Yeah, no, no, uh, it had got paid well, like, but um, mm. it had got demolished. Uh, and I'd like to see the Johnson fight because Johnson's a puncher, and I just want to see Yard get hit. He does everything good when he when he's landing. Yeah. Uh, that sounded really mean, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you mean, you know, know in a competitive like, fight. I, I just want to see him sort of get caught and and see if all this swagger's still there. If this swagger's still there and he takes it and he comes back mm. and wins, then, mm. you know, we could have a, a potential superstar. Yeah. It's, it's just the question mark over that. It's a, it's a strange situation we had at the moment because he's, he's not fought for, a, you know, a British or an English or a, a, a Commonwealth title, he's, but he's, he's he's won the WBO European and the WBO Intercontinental. I think he's fought for those two titles a, a few times now. And um, and he's, he's uh, world number two with the WBO, so he seems he's not even he's, he's fought at a British level yet, but yet he's second in the world. He's it's, world it's number strange. two, and he hasn't even been it on the chin. Yeah, yeah. Um it, it, it's mad. Uh, who's the WBO champion at Light Heavy? Is it uh, uh, Kovalev? Kovalev. He's going to get battered if he fights him. Uh, the interesting thing is, he's WBO number two, and he's WBO European and WBO Intercontinental. Yeah. How's the IBF thing come about? I, 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 how's he managed to get, if it's true, an IBF world title mm. shot? Yeah, he definitely has got an IBF ranking. I'm pretty sure. Oh, has he got an yeah, IBF Yeah, I'm pretty sure right. he has got an IBF ranking. He, he shouldn't. How, how was it? If it is true, he shouldn't have been able to even get that chance. But Johnson Yard, can it can it be made? Well, yeah, any fight can be made. Mm. You know, whether it's promoters or not. Uh, 
any fight technically can be made or will it be made on the other hand I don't think it will I think Yard's going to go down the route he's going down hmm. and I think Johnson Johnson may vacate the title though he said didn't he so Bugley yeah. only can fight Burton because obviously Burton mm. and, and, and Johnson are friends so that's that's interesting as well we uh, we shall wait and see um, let's move on then to the main event Darren um, Dillian White Stopping Lucas Brown in a pretty one-sided contest. It was a real vicious. It was a proper knockout. It wasn't a, a TKO, was it? It was a uh, an, uh, an absolute knockout from uh, Dylan White. It was just a absolute shutout, really, wasn't it? Really, in terms of the performance, White boxed perfectly. Brown just looked slow, didn't he? Didn't and do anything. Pretty did he? poor, to be honest. How would you uh, uh, summarize the fight overall? Well, Let's be honest. My prediction was miles out. <laughs> my prediction. I didn't want to say it that early, but yeah, couldn't have been any more wrong. <laughs> um, I was. I thought Brown was going to win. I genuinely did. Uh, but that's the best I've seen. Why he's mm. really he, he he is coming in to his own and 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 starting to look to to look like he could he could be a world champion. Um, Brown. I don't really want to kick a man while he's down, but um, he just didn't do anything. And and I think I said in the preview, if he's just going to bank on one shot, it's yeah. not going to happen. He, he so I sort of got that right. Before, yeah. um, White was 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 yeah more or less near perfect, hmm. and that that shot that ended it was um was was pretty nasty yeah. to be fair. And I think, obviously, I'm not sure whether it's a trend in boxing or whether it's in all sports, but obviously, whenever there's a big event and, you know, so someone loses, the temptation is always to say, oh, Brown, Brown was rubbish. The only reason White won was because Brown was rubbish. But you've got to give credit to Dylan White because he boxed really well, didn't he? You know, it wasn't, yeah. as, you know, like, it, again, you know, in some of his previous fights, he's just swinging, isn't he? And, you know, but he, bo- he boxed pretty well against Lucas Brown and... Like you were saying, I think it's probably the best performance we've seen of his career so far. Yeah, definitely. He boxed really well. Look, you, you can't put Lucas Brown's downfall against Dillian White. If Dillian White would have stood in front of him, then it had been a totally different fight. Mm. Uh, but he didn't. He stuck to a game plan and, and he just beat him up Yeah, from the first round to to, to when it finished. Um, very good performance from White. Uh, interested to see where... Where he, where he goes next. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, moving on to where Dylan White goes next, he uh, called out Deontay Wilder um, uh, in the post-fight interview. Obviously, plenty of talk about Deontay Wilder fighting Anthony Joshua if he wins this weekend. Um, would a, a fight against Wilder, probably the O2 in June, would that be uh, a, a good fight? Would that be one that you'd like to watch? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to watch it. Um, Dylan White won't like to be in it, I don't think. Uh just look, Wilder's Wilder. That you know what I mean. Dillian White is never going to beat Wilder. Right. I don't believe. Um, with I know it's not everything, but with Brown, he had the reach. You know, he had the long arms. Mm. Wilder's not going to fight like Brown. Mm. You know, let let let's be honest. Um, White's definitely improved, and I don't think he'll get blown out early. But I do think he'll he'll get. He'll get, he'll get knocked out at some point in in, in the the middle rounds. Mm. Would that be if you if you were Deontay Wilder? And obviously, I know fans will will want the the Joshua fight, but but would you would you think that would be a good way of building the Anthony Joshua fight? You know, I'm, I'm not sure if it would be pay per view or not. I'd, I'd probably say it would be, but 
you know, you're fighting a British opponent, you're probably going to sell out the O2 and you're fighting, you know, someone that British fans have heard of who know about and it probably builds up the Joshua fight. Yeah, it'll be pay-per-view, said yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be pay-per-view. Um, yeah, if I was Wilder, I, I'd, I'd probably jump for that fight. Mm. Um, it's an Anthony Joshua opponent who is fighting. Everyone's going to compare the performances. Uh, yeah. We know Joshua got dragged in and, and what have you, but um, if Wilder can come over and stop Dillian White in a, in, in a couple of rounds or even just stop him and look good, then what a way to set up the Joshua fight because Joshua's fighting Saturday. So we're in, that's that's May. Mm. Uh, yeah, May, end of May, innit? Is it the end of May or is it early April? I can't even. Pardon? It's, it's the, Josh, the Joshua, Joshua fight's fight, March. Yeah. March. March, sorry, yeah. not May. Yeah, sorry. Um, so Joshua's not going to be ready for June. Mm. Wilder B. Ortiz... When, when Early March, it was uh, start of March. Probably. March, yeah. so Joshua's probably going to, if he beats Parker, he's not going to be ready for June. It's going to be more what, March, uh, September, October maybe even. Yeah. October, depending how the fight goes, October, mm. November. So Wilder's not going to want to wait that long. Wilder's going to want to fight. Mm. What better fight to have than the number one contender and someone that's been in the ring with Joshua? Mm-hmm. In the country where Joshua's from, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, whether it happens, I, I, I'm not sure. You'd, but you'd, you'd firmly lean towards Deontay Wilder. Yeah. You don't give Dillian yeah, White much of a chance. I, no, not that I don't give him a chance. Um, I just believe at some point Wilder will land, and I just think with him that's all it takes. Because it. it, it we said it, his name is is perfect for his style. He's just wild, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's not going to be bothered about Dillian White one bit. Mm. You know, um, he's going to come in and with the confidence of a champion and and knowing that that carrot of Anthony Joshua. If Anthony Joshua comes through, Parker is dangling there in in the country where Joshua's from. I think it's a perfect um, way for Wilder to to make the Joshua fight mm. happen. I know this uh, the Wilder White fight has been talked about before, but do you think that the fact that Dylan White has you know has produced such you know has headlined a show? I think uh, the the fight was shown in um, uh, on HBO in America, which I think got four hundred thousand viewers. I think uh, I read somewhere. Um, you know, do you think that this performance from White against Brown, you know, obviously, and a pretty established name, you know, an undefeated former world champion, does that bring the Wilder fight closer? Yeah, hundred percent. The the manner in which that fight went. Let's be honest. Lucas Brown is a former world champion, the WBA regular, uh, and went to the the guy's backyard and won it, mm. and and got up off the floor. So it was a tough fight. Hence why I picked Brown to win. Uh, but White just just looked looked very good. Um, and I think Wilder's fought Ortiz, so the performance isn't going to scare him away. Uh, it's just. If Wilder wants to have the Joshua fight before the White fight, I, mm. I'm not sure, but I think Eddie will be pushing, pushing for the White fight. Yeah, I think I read in an interview today that he's uh, going to make an, an extended offer this week or, or soon. So obviously we'll wait and see, <coughs> wait and see uh, how that plays out. Yeah. And uh, you know, personally, I would like to see White versus Wilder before the Joshua one. I think I'd, yeah, I'd agree I agree with you. Yeah. I, th- I think Wilder would beat White, and I think it's. <laughs> 
you know, it's just another a perfect way, way to, to set yeah. it up, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Especially if it's over here. Yeah, definitely. Perfect way 100%. for it to happen. Let's move on then, Darren, to talk about this weekend's action. Obviously, we talked about the action uh, last weekend, uh, talk about the one this weekend, and obviously the uh, massive, massive, massive heavyweight unification fight between the uh, WBA and IBF world champion Anthony Joshua and the WBO world champion Joseph Parker at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. Uh, let's firstly start, Darren, uh, as we did with the uh, previous show at the bottom of the bill. Uh, Joshua Boazzi, he fights... Apologies for the pronunciation right, once are you again. Try say it. Bartolomoj Grafka. That'll, I'm, that'll I'm, do. I'm not even going to try say it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a record BG. of. Yep, yeah, BG will call him that. BG has got a record of 20 wins, 28 defeats, and three draws. Uh, he's fought some good opponents though. Just having a flick through his uh, box rec, he's oh, gone yeah. the distance with Mark Heffron, Lennox Clark, Lewis Taylor, Paul Smith. So. He's gone some rounds with some pretty good names, and you know, for a fifth fight, it's a decent test for uh, uh, Boatsy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Boatsy did the WSB and and stuff like that, but I think it's not going to be if he wins. That's obvious. Yeah, I think it's going to be more how he wins. Mm. You know, Robin Krasnick, like you said, Mark Efron was a massive puncher. Um, mm. Lennox Clark, who, who who's up there. Um, Lewis Taylor, who Mark Efron stopped, and Paul Smith. Uh, you know, Paul Smith is is is, is a pretty decent puncher mm. as well. Uh, but fought, the for, Ma- fought for a world title in his last fight. So. In, yeah, exactly. In a number a number of times, he has a, the one that stands out for me going the distance is Mark Efron. Right. Uh, now, for someone that's had four fights, if he can stop him, then I already believe he's possibly the best or the most I'm, I'm, the one I'm most excited about Olympian that's, yeah. that's gone pro I actually he actually borrowed my head guard in the Free Nations believe it or not in Boatsy the, did yeah in the amateurs he, yeah. he borrowed my head guard and <laughs> I never got it back but um, did you, did he borrow it without your permission or did he no did and, he, he, and yeah. if he did borrow it without my permission I wasn't going to say anything to him <laughs> uh, no he, he, he asked if because it was in the the Free Nations in Scotland, he, he right. used it. Um, so I was on the England team with him. But right. just, I think it's just everything about him, his style, his power, um, his technique as well. He, he's definitely, for me, the, one of the most exciting, if not the, mm. the one to look out for in the Olympics. Yeah, and he's he's got that management team behind him as well. Isn't he? he's, he's, I think he trains at the same gym as Anthony Joshua. He's got the same... Management team is Anthony Joshua. He's probably, obviously he's fighting on his yeah. his undercard as well. So he's got you know he's got the stability. Obviously he's with with, to, with to Matt Troop. Yeah, build a, uh, he's got the stability out out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, as well as inside the ring. Yeah, um, you know he his opponent was stopped by Zach Parker and, and Callum Johnson, who who both uh, and I think then Johnson obviously we spoke we spoke about, but I think Parker's sort of known as a puncher as well. Mm. He was on a couple of the World Super Series undercards, wasn't he? And, yeah, yeah. And he looks like a puncher. So, but they've had more fights, and it, it shows them ma- that's good matchmaking for Boatsy because they've got him someone who who is going to win. But um, it's how is he going to struggle and look not that good? And is everyone going to say, "Oh well, it just shows he's not this"? Uh, if he can look good and and wipe the floor with him, then. 
it's again it's interesting where he's going to go after 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 that if that's how how the fight pans out mm. and obviously Boats is uh, a light heavyweight at the moment and obviously we, we talked about that light heavyweight scene with obviously Callum Johnson and, and Buglione and Yard and Burton obviously I know he's only had four fights he will have had uh, five by the time the weekend comes around but as we were saying earlier in terms of sort of progressing the prospects along quicker than you know than, than you would usually do would you think that Boatsy would be in line to fight for some sort of title potentially this I year think or sometime in the near future and I'm not just saying it because of the result and people if there's people listening that know the boxing they might call me stupid I think Boatsy is ready for Buglione now um, I just believe there's there's something about him. Um, so yeah, Bruatsi, you can definitely rush rush forward and and put him in. But again, who's gonna want to fight him? That th- mm. these are the, no like we we're saying with the small shows. You know, is anyone gonna want to risk fighting him? Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure they are. So that's where they're gonna have to try use clever matchmaking and maybe go down. A WBAW, you know the sort of intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, with him yeah. If, if he can't get the the um, sort of British the British comments, British yeah. British fights. Um, so you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to that fight. Uh, me too. Six rounds. That one, uh, Boatsy versus Grafka. We, yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't bother his first name. Uh, let's talk about a fight that we we talked about uh, a little bit last week, Darren. But obviously, just uh, obviously, it's the fight week of of this one now. Anthony Crawler he returns to fight Edson uh, Ramirez. Uh, obviously, Crawler the heavy favourite uh, to win this one. Ramirez uh, he's not really fought at much of a decent level, even though he's got a pretty good record of uh, eighteen wins, uh, two defeats, and one draw. This one uh, over eight rounds. Like we were saying about Boatsy, Darren, this one a case of uh, Crawler just trying to look good rather than, you know, just, just win, if you, in a sense. Yeah, um, he's obviously got to look good in, in fights like this at the level Crawler's at. Um, you know, if Boatsy has a bad performance, it can sort of be, you know, he's a prospect, he's, he's getting, you know, mm. it, there's a sort of excuses, but if Crawler looks bad in this, it's like, wh- where's he going to go? Um, yeah. Not really a fight I'm interested in, to be honest. I nah, like Crawler. No, I, I do like you. Crawler. Um, but this fight, there's just probably an easy win. And he's just, he just got to look good. If he wants a world title fight, he has to look good yeah. in this fight. It's a bit of a strange one, this one, because he's, Crawler's, it's not as if it, this is Crawler's... If, if this was the fight after the loss to Linares, I would sort of see where it fits in, you know, yeah. as, as sort of a comeback fight. But he's, he's come back against... He came back against Ricky Burns, uh, beat him pretty... Not comfortably, but he 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 definitely won that fight on a, on a decision, and now he's fighting you know sort of a comeback opponent. Really, it's not. It's a bit of a it's, it's weird. Stri- and it's I, I don't really like see. You, I don't really see the logic in taking this fight personally. It, but it, it's like uh, Eddie Hearn has a plan, or mm. behind the scenes there's a fight already made, and this is why he's just fighting. Yeah, fighting just to person. stay busy. Time the winning fight. record. The fella's got a winning record. Not a massive puncher, uh, but stopped eight out of eight, so it's not bad. Um, and I, I think if if that's the case, he's going to win on Saturday. And in his post-fight interview, Eddie Hearn's probably going to say, "We're close to to doing a fight with so and so, so and so." You know, yeah, yeah, no. That's the only logic I can see for this fight. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case, and it wouldn't surprise me if Eddie Hearn does have a plan. Obviously, of course, he'll try to have a, a plan for. All of his fighters. Yeah. So certainly Crawler, who's you know on the cusp of another world title shot, you would think. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, not so nis- not so distant future. 
Um, another fight on the card, Darren Joe Cordina fights Hakim Benali. Uh, he was scheduled to fight uh, Andy Townend, uh, but Andy Townend pulled out uh, due to an injury. This one for the uh, WBA International Lightweight title. Um, probably a simple victory for Cordina. I've looked at um, Benali's record and there's not really too much on there of note. So. Yeah, pr- probably, like you say, another, another I say straightforward when it's a fight, um, but... This this fight you sort of can't say anything, you know. It's fight, it's a rubbish fight, or mm. because the opponents pulled out. So yeah. to get to get an opponent, a good opponent like the town in the fight in my eyes was a good fight mm. that quick. Uh, yeah, seven just, days just wasn't gonna yeah. happen. Um, yeah. So in that sense, I think it's a good fight that's been made. To, to be fair, uh, you know, not a massive puncher in Al in. Hakim Ben Ali, uh, but his five losses only been stopped once. Mm. Um, so it's it could maybe answer some questions, could not. You know, it just depends how Cordina's mindset is going going into this fight. I, th- I think more than anything. Mm. And I know that's something that you've experienced. It probably it was in your last fight, wasn't it? When you were meant to fight, you meant to fight Rob Hunt, Hunt weren't you? Yeah. And then uh, you fought. Uh, Terry Neely, was that, was that yeah. because of an injury? That um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, ah, right. I was training for a six foot one, I think it was six foot one orthodox, and got a five foot seven or something southpaw. Yeah. So you've certainly had that experience. So yeah. it was totally opposite to what I was training for. But um, And I, I just tried not, I didn't really let it get to me. Mm. I was just happy with someone coming with a winning record. Yeah. Rob Hunt, I think he had, 123 lost one or something like that mm. so I was really up for that fight um, pulled out um, I think he said he had an injury um, my manager heard other things okay. ab- about it uh, but it's it's frustrating but the difference with Cordina is he's got a title still mm. you know I never really had that so the title alone should probably just keep him Keep him motivated, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, another WBA international uh, title fight uh, sees Josh Kelly uh, fight Carlos Molina. I know this was a fight that we've talked about quite a bit, actually, yeah, uh, of, week, yeah. Yeah, over the last couple of weeks. Um, we won't go into, into too much depth with Obviously, we want to talk a, a lot about the, the Joshua Park fight. But just a, qu- a quick word on, on this one, Darren. Obviously, a test, a big test for Cordina and a, a big step up so early in his career. Obviously, Molina, uh, a former world champion and... Uh, <coughs> Big test for him to to uh, try and overcome. Who's the test for? For Josh Kelly. Oh, Josh Kelly. Uh, sure, he said Cardine. Did he? I say Cardine? Yeah, uh, yeah. It is a big test. Um, and and good match again. Good matchmaking. Mm. But the thing is, if if Molina was twenty eight eight and two with again, it'd be a massive aspect. Twenty one knockouts. Yeah, you'd sort of be speaking about this fight a little bit different. Maybe the fight wouldn't have even been made, but with him only having eight KOs, again, that doesn't always mean out. You know, I'm not saying that that's everything, but I think Kelly's going to struggle more with, with punches or good technical boxes, but with power. Mm. I think anyone who's who's going to try boxing on the outside is is, is in for a, an hard night's work. And again, that's coming from me. I bo- I sometimes normally box on the outside so and I'm his weight so I'm I'm saying it as it is 
his footwork, you need something to negotiate that footwork. And mm. trying to box him probably isn't the best way to do it. Yeah. And um, Melina's not been stopped before. Would it be uh, a good statement for uh, for Kelly to, to go and get that stoppage and you know be the first one to stop him, having uh, uh, Melina having been in uh, at world level? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, his style isn't really a puncher style, but mm. it's more accurate and, and fast. That yeah, and they're the shots that are like, oh, you know, th- them sort of shots. So I wouldn't be surprised if he stops him. To, to be fair, um, just with the unorthodox style that 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 he has, um, but it would be a big statement if if he can get the stoppage. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another fighter in uh, the uh, Josh Kelly gym. Uh, trained under Adam Boovey's Ryan Burnett. Uh, he defends his WBA uh, super, super bantamweight world title. Super I've, I've, I've said that right, to be fair. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, just right, a... His yeah. <laughs> WBA super, super bantamweight world title uh, against his mandatory challenger, Jon Frez Perejo, uh, who's got a record of 21 wins, two defeats and one draw. Um, we don't really know too much about Perejo. Darren, he's lost the split decision to... Zakianov, but having a flick through his box rate, there's not an oh, awful no. lot else on there. So probably an e- an easier fight for for Burnett than Lee Haskins and and Zakianov in his in his last two, and a good chance for him to put on a bit of a show. Uh, yeah, definitely a, a tougher fight than uh, a less tougher fight than the Zak- Zakianov. Uh, I actually sparred Tommy Coyle at Ricky Yatton's gym. Yep. Um, when. Zakianov was training for that fight, yep. and he just looked an handful. Mm. Um, and and Burnett looked well in that fight. So I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really sure who the other world super bantamweight champions are. To, to be fair, do you want me to um, listen to this? Is it Jamie McDonald's not, the regular? In, 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 in you is it that division? Is it? Yeah, yeah. So there's Jamie McDonald's uh, the regular, the regular yeah. and he's fighting in UA. Yeah. Uh, there's Tete. Solani Tete. I'd stay away from him. Yeah. Well. Um, and the Samoff, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> Thailand, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, it's just a fight. It's another defence. It's his mandatory, though. So mm. you can't really whinge about the fight. It's a mandatory fight. He has to fight Pereco, Perejo, whatever it's called, um, or lose his belt. Um, you've got, obviously, McDonald tied up with Inno, you in Inoue. However you say it, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> the apolog- Japanese. I'm not even gonna apologise for it because <laughs> I, I'll say worse than that. Um, but yeah, now the downside for Ryan Burnett is that leaves um, who did we just mention? Tete. It, Tete. Yeah. Well. <laughs> free. Well, I was just I was just gonna mention actually. This is something that I've just seen on Twitter, just on the on the on the train over that I've not put down on the sheet. I have heard rumours that Burnett is going to join... That there's going to be a World Super Series at Super Bantamweight and Burnett is going to join in it, according to Eddie Hearn. I've not, that's just what I've seen just flicking that's through through Twitter, so I'm not sure whether that's true, whether that's a rumour or, or whatever, but if that was the case, this obviously probably an easy... Well, not an easy yeah, fight for, for, this, for Burnett. This but just to get him in, yeah. Yeah, but um, it, would, it would certainly be good to see Burnett and Tete and, and some other top Super Bantamweights in that tournament. Yeah, depending when the tournament starts, mm. you know, if if you got Burnett, Tete, in, in your way. that guy, uh, I don't know who the other champions are, uh, McDonald in and around, um, that's a good tournament. Um, 
But if that isn't true, and Ryan Burnett wins this, which I think he will, mm. and that just leaves Tete free, mm. then um, that's and um, Tete, sorry, uh, will go to Ireland. Yeah, we won't be bothered. Well, his next um, fight is in Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, it's like the building that. Which is interesting because obviously Warren and, and Earn. Now mm. I'd like to see that fight. I, I like Tete. I think he's he's unbelievable. Uh, but Burnett is just is is just as he's just as well. Um, mm. But I just think by in 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 UA, Tete is is the top is the top one. Um, and and I think he'll give the toughest test to to the Japanese fall. Anyway, I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on then, Darren, to the uh, the final fight before the uh, main event. This one, for me, it just seems a big of a, a big mismatch. Uh, to be honest, uh, Alexander Povetkin, uh, the former world champion, fights David Price for the WBA Intercontinental and the WBO International Heavyweight Titles. Would you agree that this is a, a mismatch, Darren? David mm. Price is, is well, he's been pretty poor in it, recent years. Yeah, exactly, and, and it's. Povetkin's the style that is par against the one who who just doesn't leave you alone and just tries to beat you up. Mm. If if that makes sense, it's a fight, so everyone yeah, tries to beat yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah. style-wise, he's pressuring and he's letting his hands go and, and he's busy. Um, I'd like to see Price do it. To be fair, mm. um, you know, with the with the drug cheats and, and stuff, but he's going in against another one. Yeah, you know, Povetkin's failed as well, so. It is a last chance for Price, um, and I, I just thought we see, even if he doesn't win, I just hope he doesn't get wiped out early and be or just beat up for twelve. You know, mm. I hope it's competitive just for David Price, so then he may have a future still uh, this late in his career. But um, like you say, I, I'd, Povetkin's like the the ten times better version of Hammer. Hammer, Hammer, whatever it's called. Do, yeah. you, know, do you know what Hammer, I mean? Yeah. Uh, and look what Hammer did to him. Mm. So I, I can only see the, the the same the same outcome in in this fight. To be honest. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Oh, oh, that that was it. Um, I don't think credit. I know. Obviously, you were saying earlier that you don't sort of credit people for taking certain fights, but you, surely you've got to give some credit for David Price for taking on. You know. Alexander Povetkin, who's you know a massive puncher, and, and you know I'm not sure many people would have, you know, had a go at David Price for not taking this fight because, you know, it wasn't one that many people thought that he would take given Povetkin's power and just his his, his quality really. Overall. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, take take the, the the drugs side out of it. Um, I do like watching Povetkin because hmm. he's sort of a busy heavyweight and and he likes to let his hands go. Now that's not good. For for Price, um, the interesting thing is, is that his f- Price is willing to fight him over here. Yeah. Now, if this was in Russia, you'd you'd sort of think Price, you know, wants the f- wants the money, so to speak. Um, it's interesting that he's willing to fight him over here. Are they trying to build Povetkin and White? If Wilder fights someone else in America, you just you just don't know how how, bo- how boxing works. Mm. Um, but I can only see I can like yourself I can only see one winner and and, and that's Povetkin yeah I think 
obviously it's probably clever stuff by Matchroom in the sense that Povetkin, I think he's the number one uh, ranked heavyweight uh, by the WBA. So that may be a fight that's mandated for Joshua or, like you said, it may be a fight for a Dylan White or a maybe even a, a Jarrell Miller or something like that. So I think it's just the case of Matchroom trying to keep a, a big heavyweight on their show. Say if he does fight Joshua next, it, it builds that fight a lot yeah. more if Povetkin knocks Price out within... I mean, one round, so it's probably clever stuff by Matchroom yeah, to definitely. get him on one of their shows. And this has just come in my head like this, this second. Um, we're saying Joshua won't be ready for June to fight Wilder. Mm. Now, if he is, or July time, but Wilder gets mandated to fight White, mm. and Povetkin looks good against Price, maybe they do Wilder, White, and Joshua Povetkin. Yeah. And then that builds again, because mm. I can, I, I, I think Joshua would be perfecting. Yeah. Um, but that if he can walk through Price, perfecting Joshua is is a tough fight for for both. Mm. Um, and I think it just builds the the Wilder fight even more. Yeah. Uh, if it's over here in in July time, ready for a big, a big um winter fight. But the only thing is, is it's going to be Wembley. Does Wembley have a roof? Um, Wembley does have a roof I think so it? yeah so yeah, they could even do it in winter sure yeah. they could even do it in winter uh, and it'd sell 90 plus thousand mm. so yeah so interesting stuff for the heavyweights very much so and uh, that leads us very nicely onto the main event Anthony Joshua Joseph Parker a fantastic fight this one Darren obviously I know you know you weren't too pleased with the Takam fight in terms of the pay-per-view and things like that but this one's certainly um, a massive attraction like any Anthony Joshua fight where does this rank in terms of Anthony Joshua's fights? This final is great. Is this tougher than Klitschko? Is this not as hard as Klitschko? Where do you, where do you see Parker in terms of uh, Joshua's I, uh, I don't want to take away from Joshua uh, and, and the Klitschko performance. Um, Pre-Fury Klitschko yeah. is a lot tougher fight than Parker. Right. Post-Fury. I think Fury just... just Messed Klitschko up to be fair, right? Okay, mentally. So, I think now, yeah, it's a tougher fight than Klitschko. Right. Um, Parker is the is champ, is the champion as well. He's mm. not a challenger, he's he's one of the champions as well. So, Parker probably wants the wilder fights and stuff. So, he knows if he can beat Joshua, it's a nailed on bet, he'll get the wilder fight. So I think it's a tough fight, and I just think um, game plans, and I, I see on, on the sheet, weight is going to be... I, I think the weight is actually going to be a factor for this fight, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, and I was obviously heavyweights, of course, don't have to don't have to make a weight, but Anthony Joshua came in heavier than... Uh, I think it was his career heaviest against uh, Takam, and obviously I think he put that down to obviously that he, was meant, sure. to be fight, he yeah. was meant to be fighting Pulev, wasn't he, and it changed at 10 days' notice, and... Perhaps maybe a lack of motivation, so I'm put on um, a few more pounds, but expected to come in a lot lighter for this one. And obviously Parker's seen as a better boxer, you know, not not someone who's going to come in big and you know he's just going to stand yeah. in front of me. He's he's, he's, a, he's a, a light heavyweight, if obviously not a light yeah. heavyweight, but yeah. a, a lighter yeah. heavyweight. A heavyweight that's a bit a bit lighter than yeah. the, the typical. Level. Yeah, I mm. think um, if Parker comes in light and Joshua comes in heavy, that's going to be against Joshua. If they both come in lightish, mm. then you know Joshua's obviously done what he had to do. Yeah, 
I think. It, I think, let alone Joshua, I think if Parker comes in, not light as in light, light, but mm. lightish for for an heavyweight, then yeah. um, he's in for a real, real shout. Is that a park, Parker? Yeah. Parker's in for a real yeah. shout if he comes in. I say light, it's heavyweight, but you know what I mean. Mm. Not not too heavy. Yeah. Do you think Parker's obviously in the build to this fight? All the talk seems to be about Joshua, Joshua, Joshua Wilder, Joshua. doesn't it? And you think there's a danger of Joshua overlooking Parker, or is it just just the media that's overlooking no, Parker? Yeah. Joshua's fully focused. Before you'd say Joshua won't overlook him, and he he takes every fight serious. But then the Takam situation. Mm. Um, if Joshua's falling asleep on Parker and letting all this get to him. Mm then we could be doing this next week and saying what a performance for Parker. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Joshua's got to be be mentally on this fight uh, mm. or or Parker will will get the win. Yeah, and obviously I've written down on the sheet that Parker's not looked good in his last two. He obviously didn't look that great against Huey Fury and he fought Kajanu in his last fight who was, I think it was a... I think it was a replacement opponent, or he might, it might that might not have even been the case. But at the same time, Joshua didn't look massively convincing no. against Takam, did he? And, and neither are coming in exactly in yeah. great form. It's probably fair to say, I think. Exactly, yeah. Um, I like Huey Fury. I like the Furies, but Huey Fury isn't Joshua. Mm. Was Park? Could Parker not get motivated for Fury? Fury's twenty-two-year-old. Has Parker for twenty-four, twenty-five? Yeah. Is he? I'm sure he's younger than me. He's young, and as he just looked and thought, he's a kid, he's just Tyson Fury's cousin, that's it. Uh, y- you never know. Um, and Joshua obviously didn't look good versus Takam. So, going on last performances, you, you, I still can't pick a winner because, mm. <laughs> because none of them look that devastating. Uh, but I, I, have, I just have a feeling that Parker might do it. I just have a slight feeling, uh, and again, it, not because of what's on this sheet, but um, just looking at the sheet, it's the, the superior technical boxer. Mm. Now, is, is he going to lie on the ropes or stand in front of Joshua? I don't think so. No. And if he does, I think he's going to be clever and try and move out the way. Um, if he comes in light, and he's a pun- let's be honest, 24 and 0 with 18 knockouts, he's still a puncher. Mm. You know, um, definitely uh, everywhere as well. So I think if he's boxing and moving, but hitting Anthony Joshua hard, then you know it's hard not to give him give him a shout. Yeah, um, but definitely. the majority of the people are just obviously Joshua's this, this superstar, and there's no doubt about it. If Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker walked next to each other through through any town centre in in England or around the world, probably. By New Zealand, mm. um, they'd probably just think Anthony Joshua's his superstar, and Joseph Parker's his mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, think I just think it's his mate. Um, but I think Parker knows that, and I think this fight in Parker's head, thinking this could make me into a superstar. Because let's be honest, if he beats this, if he beats Joshua, this is going to be on on headlines for mm. a long time. Yeah. Definitely. And it just scuppers ev- all these heavyweight fights we've been talking about. Mm. It just goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. Because next yeah. week we'll be saying what what now? We'll have a f- we'll, we could have a full discussion on what happens in heavyweight division now. Yeah, yeah. We can we can do a whole we can do a whole show on it. Um, 
Is there a case that Joshua just has too much power for Parker, obviously? 20 wins, 20 knockouts. Obviously, that's whenever you think of Anthony Joshua, you think of those highlight reel knockouts. Is there a case that Joshua just has too much power for Parker and just I, I don't blows think him it's away? Going to be power, as in one punch. I think it's going to be Anthony Joshua if Parker's getting caught often. I think that's going to be the thing. Right. If Parker's getting caught often, he's going to get took out. Right. And, and I think that's the power. He's going to have too much power to keep getting hit mm. for 12 rounds. He can't get hit all constant for 12 rounds. It, it, Joshua, it's too hard for that. Mm. Um, I just think it's... if if My my summary of this, of this fight is if Parker lets Joshua pl- set his feet and, and, and let his shots go... Joshua's going to stop him. Yeah. If Parker can hit Joshua often, uh, hard and, and sort of often as well, but keep the distance, then it's a, it's a Parker win on points for me. I think that brings us nicely on to the predictions, which predictions. we did which we did last week, and I think it's currently one nil to me. In terms, I, yeah. I, I backed I backed White on points to be fair, so I didn't I didn't get the the method of victory back. No, but but I, I got it like totally opposite. Yeah, like, you got you got the exact. I idea. just I got. <laughs> The result, right, <laughs> late, well, late-ish, but the opponent totally wrong. Yep. Uh, so I'm not the best at predictions, to be fair. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you for one, Darren. Joshua versus Parker, who are you leaning towards and how do they win? Because it's Wednesday. If this was like Friday and the weighing had been done, mm. I'd have a more chance. Right. Uh, I'm going to say Parker points. Back back in the, I, uh, I, the I, underdog gonna, again? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do... Um, but this could remember people. This is Wednesday. The weighing's not right, okay. not being done yet. Uh, I just think, and I, I'm saying points, even though it's over here. I just think Parker can. I think he's gonna have a few scares, but I, I do think he, he could he could win it on points if he comes in light. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go Joshua stoppage. I'm gonna go the exact opposite. I'm gonna go. I I see what you mean about Parker being able to move and potentially potentially outbox Joshua, but I just think I just think Joshua's pa- uh, power is just going to be too much. I think he, he just hits I, too I, hard. I could probably be wrong. I yeah, I, am, I, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I could easily be wrong, and I think people are definitely underestimating Joseph Parker. But I just for me, Josh, Joshua is the number one heavyweight in the world at the moment. And yeah. I think I think he will have too much for Parker. I think if he if he comes in with a, a wrong attitude, I think there's definitely you know a chance of an upset. But I think. From listening to him in interviews, I don't think he, I don't think that is the case. And um, you're going for jo- Joshua. I'm gonna go I, for Joshua stoppage. I think yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the thing with Joshua now is I can't. I, I, I take me ages to find it on Twitter. Uh, he put a picture up um, with his team in his kitchen, and he was eating fruit with no top. And someone he, commented, that, yeah. "I would give this person a shout out if I could remember the name." Right. If if you do listen to this and and it's you, then. <laughs> Fair player, and he <laughs> says, "Boys, come all over in, in your, come come over in your um, Anthony Joshua tracksuits and your matching hats, and I'm gonna sit there with no top eating the fruit. It's the most staged picture <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, who, who goes to the, to the mates while they sat there with no top eating breakfast in the in an Anthony Joshua tracksuit? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it sort of is getting into this." celebrity superstar and and is it just getting to him a bit too much now maybe he's enjoying it a little bit too much 
I think those questions will certainly uh, be answered on Saturday night. Just one thing that I wanted to talk about, sort not not around. Well, it is about, it is about this fight, but not about this fight at the same time. Deontay Wilder was meant to be uh, coming to Cardiff to cover the fight for Sky Sports uh, today. We believe today or yesterday, it's come out that he's not coming to Cardiff. I don't really understand why, Darren. I, uh, apparently, Wilder wanted to come into the ring, but Joshua said that he didn't. He didn't want him to. You know, in, in, in the sense that, you know, you know, you don't just you don't just fly somewhere and then just get in the ring. You know, you have to be invited in. Fury did. He did, Wilder. yeah. To be fair, but well, see, this this is the thing with boxing now. It's like I'm not coming. I want to get in the ring with you. I want to. No, you're not getting in the ring. It's my night. Who cares? Who cares? Now, if I were Wilder, why would why would you not come though and try uh, you know and you know build what? a fight between either Joshua or Parker and you got the, the world media there? Does the fight need building? I I don't think it, it actually needs building. The the Wilder Joshua, you know, I think, and even Wilder Parker, if Parker wins, mm. it doesn't need building. Um, so maybe Wilder's thinking, why do I want to fly halfway around the world when I can put HBO on? And just stay at home in my nice big house and, and watch it there. Uh, I say, yeah, but I think if say say Joshua beat, beats Parker in a round, the the turn to Sky Sports with Johnny Nelson and oh, be good Tony Tony, Tony, Tony Bowie, and then you got Deontay Wilder there. So, you know, you know, I'm guessing it's going to do a million pay per view buys. Yeah. you know, he's going to yeah, you know in front. You know, you've got all the different world media down there. It just seems just seems like a strange. Thing. And I, I see what you mean about you know, obviously you know. The Joshua Parker fight, of course, it's uh, Joshua Wilder fight, of course, it's massive. But now, I just, I just think it seems like a waste of top weird. PR opportunity. It is weird. Yeah. Now, if I were Wilder, I'm not going to swear again. But thanks, people will probably guess the word I'm going to say. Who the something is Anthony Joshua to say Wilder can't get in the ring yet? If I were Wilder, I'd go and just get in the ring anyway. But they've not made the fight, though, have they? They've not. They've not oh. made. You know, Wilder still wants fifty-fifty. Apparently, yeah. So, you know, it needs to beat Parker first. But two, okay. if you beat Parker, and I was Wilder, who's going to stop him getting in the ring? Is, yeah. is, if he gets security, I'm going to throw him out of the ring. Either. No, if he gets in, if he let's say he came over and he got in the ring, and Anthony Joshua said he's not allowed, is Anthony Joshua going to turn around and say get out? Well, that, right. Say, like say that. Say say Joshua beats Parker inside around. Uh, beats Parker inside around. Okay. Yeah. Wilder wants to get in the ring. Anthony Joshua says. No, you can't. You can't get in the ring. Is Wilder going to listen? Wilder's right. Firstly, Wilder's not going to listen, and secondly, you've got you know all them people there are going to be like what? Joshua. Why? Not, why? Joshua looks like the bad guy, doesn't he? Yeah, Joshua. Why, why, final fans will go. Oh, you, oh, you're scared of Wilder. Yeah. So I mean, it'll look back bad on Joshua if that does happen. It's, maybe it's my my mentality, but if I at that level, mm. not the level that if I was at that level and I was going to fight for a world title and it was an American and I went. No, you're not getting in the ring. I would go over to America and purposely get in the ring and say, are you going to get me out? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to make me get out? Of this? Are you know, are you, what are you going to do? Escort me out? And say, please, <laughs> please, please get out. Um, and that's, do you know that situation is funny because like you say, if Wilder did come over and Joshua said, no, you're not getting in the ring and he don't get in the ring, mm. is, is AJ one up mentally? Mm. If Wilder does get in the ring and says, are you going to tell me to get out? And Joshua does nothing. Yeah, he's wilder one up. You, these are the things I am. Um, maybe he's just bluffing everyone. Maybe he does come over and it's a big shock and no one expecting it. Maybe, maybe. 
you, I you don't just, know. You just never know. Um, he probably won't. Um, nah. But him not coming, if he, if he said he wants to get in the ring and AJ said no and he doesn't come, is that one up to him? To Joshua, you, mm, do, yeah, you just you, you just don't know. Uh, to me, it's a bit like a, a playground argument, and it no, you're not, yeah. you're, you're not you're not playing with me. You know, <laughs> go away. You know, I love it. You're not You're not on my team. <laughs> you just go away. You're not playing this game, and it's just like my football, my rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised, like we was on about with everything being staged and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if it is staged. People don't think he's gonna come and bang. He pops up and shouts bomb squad. Yeah, um, I don't know. Don't um, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's me being. I don't know. He's naive. The word in just believing Eddie, everything Eddie Earn says, and maybe because uh, no, he, he did emphasize it in a lot of his interviews, and maybe that's the whole story. And wow, Deontay Wilder's here on the Sky broadcast, and. Yeah, Look I think um, I don't. I don't know. It, it might just come in, and the next thing you, you're watching an interview, and you just have bomb squad out and all. <laughs> you, you just don't know. You don't know we're, we're wilder. It'd be like some of WWE where his his ring music plays. Yeah, after, just start saying yeah. while it walks in the ring, <laughs> like um, Golovkin had with Canelo, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did Canelo beat in that fight? Who was it? Uh, Chavez Junior. Yeah, and and I mean it was cringy, wasn't it? To be, yeah, to be it fair, but it, um, yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Um, we had a couple of more subjects to talk about, Darren, but we are a little bit short of time, so I'm just gonna. I think we'll talk about those next week. It was obviously the latest on the Canelo drug situation, but to be do we fair, have to go down. That yeah, route, to, to be fair, for the last two weeks we've we have had a lot of drugs talk, so I think we yeah. will we will. Well, just we can sum it up like literally in about on. thirty seconds. Okay. Nevada State's temporarily suspending him. Um, He's failed twice. He's got an earring. Is it a big statement to ban him? He's not banned yet, but if he does get banned, it's a big statement. If they don't ban him, ban him. I'm not going to swear again, but it's a load of you know what. That that's it. Simple as that. Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah, right. That's just, I think. I think his listeners are going to think yep. it's like a a talk to Frank podcast or something <laughs> coming on here. If you have your problems, just ring us and we'll talk you through them. <laughs> Right, Liv, let's move on to the questions. Uh, Matthew Scott asked on Twitter, what are your thoughts on the Frampton versus Donair fight? Is it a quick way for Frampton to get to the uh, Santa Cruz trilogy fight or will it be a real test for him? Um, I'd say I am Matthew, but um, I see him every day at work. Oh. He works in the office where where, where I work. Ah, I, right, I work okay. out scaffold out of an office and he works there. Right. So he, he could have just asked me this this morning. <laughs> Um, who was Donair's last fight? It wasn't Rigondeaux, was it? His box. His fought since then, hasn't he? I don't know who's Donair's fight. Like, yeah. Um, I think it, it all depends I on... Think, I think Donair won a WBC silver title fight in right, the last Right, I one. think it depends on uh, what Donair's got left mm. and how Frampton's come on in his second fight with Moore, which I think he'll, he'll come on leaps and bounds, to, to be fair. Um... Is it a quick way to Santa Cruz free, or will it be a real test? No, it's, this is a test. This is, you know, this isn't just a, a bang, you've got to win, that's it. This mm. this is a, a, a genuine test. Um, just looking on box record, his last few fights, he got stopped by Walters and he's won. One, two, three, four, 
He's won five out of six, lost to Jesse Mag- Magdalena on points. Who, yeah, who's he's, un- he's unbeaten. world champion, yeah. So, you know, he's still mixing up that that level. So, a, a quick answer while I run out of time is it's not a quick way to Santa Cruz free. Um, Santa Cruz is tied up with Mares anyway. Mm. I think it's a quick way to Selby. Frampton, Selby or Frampton, Warrington yeah. rather than, I don't think the Santa Cruz is going to happen this year. Mm. Unless he can get Selby Warrington in October and have a massive fight two months later, not going to happen. Uh, so no, I think the Santa Cruz is out of his head at the minute, and I do think it's a real test. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Finn Kilbride, my brother, has asked, "Where do you see yourself in four years' time?" In four years' time, um, it's a bit of a strange amount of time. I don't know why he said four years. Four but, years, but yeah. Anyway, no. uh, but it's a good, question. good um, question. Four years' time. I'm going 25 in July, so I'll be going what 29, will I? Yep. Retired millionaire um, <laughs> and not punch drunk. No, um, <laughs> no. I think um, four years, so I'll be going twenty nine. I'd I'd like to be at the the sort of the highest point where my ability is going to get me. Right. Well, I don't know what that's going to be. I don't think no one knows where they're genuinely going to end up. Uh, but by the time I'm I'm going twenty nine, I'd like to be. Let's say my limit is European champion, for example. I'd like to be in an, either the European champion or around the, the number one mandatory, so to speak. That I'd like to be, if I'm going to be a world champion, I'd like to be either the world champion already or, again, the number one. Do you know what I mean? A- yeah. Around yeah. where I'm going to finish, basically. Right. Uh, that's where I'd like to be. Um, and still unbeaten, hopefully. So, yeah, it, wherever the top of my career is going to be, 29 year old or maybe 30, 31 but you know around that time I'd mm. like to be near enough or if not already there yeah fingers crossed uh, Finn has also asked who do you find the most entertaining fighter to watch in boxing at the moment I think I can guess your answer for this one try it Lomachenko yeah yeah Lomachenko or Golovkin um, two different fighters two totally style different wise, styles yeah. um, and which is why they're probably both number one because the both styles are totally different. Uh, Golovkin, just because he ju- he just doesn't care, does he? He just rams forward and, and tries knocking everyone out. And Lomachenko, because I'm southpaw like Lomachenko, so the things he does on, on telly, I actually try doing the gym, and it never works out like he does it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Golovkin and, and Lomachenko. Uh, final one from uh, Jack Harris. He has asked, what do you think about the potential of Tyson Fury returning to the sport and how do you think his time out of the uh, ring will have affected him? I think he's brilliant. I hope he does come back. Um, and I do believe... Well, let's go on to how will it affect him. I think it will affect him. Um, and my next statement is going to depend on how it affects him after his first fight back. I believe if he's like the one that beat Klitschko, which is a big ask after being out that long, he beat, and I'll, I'll hold it now, I'll say it now, he beats, every one of the everweights we spoke about, he beats them all. I think. That, that, that's, if, if, he, if he's if, the, the fury of 2015, this yeah. is what I'm saying. Uh, the timeout isn't going to be good for him. Um, and it's just if he's got that hunger, He's been gone for so long and he's seen Joshua doing what he's been doing. Mm. If he was that hungry, I think he'd have been back already. Yeah. Is he going to come back? I, I, I've still got a question mark over yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally, back. Yeah. I personally don't think he will, to be honest. I mean, it's things seem to 
because it, it was like January, I think it was January, wasn't it, when he had that sort of the drugs clearing UCAD, yeah. that that yeah. whole situation was sorted. But now, you know, so he's free to box. Well, he's not free to box again, but that that whole there was situation. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. getting banned. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's not, I, get, so he's not, so that's all cleared up. So all they need to do is now get a license. But Eddie Hearn seems to have gone quiet by interviews. Frank Warren everyone's has just as gone well. Quiet. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, it's And strange. it's weird because he never actually officially announced a split from Mick Hennessy. And mm. Mick, Mick was good to him. Um, just while we're on this, uh, I think the questions like that, like, like for Jack, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it as well. Mm. You know, not just mine, you know, yeah. get get involved. You no, know, same for Matthew. Uh, so next week, maybe talk about, it, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the questions you've asked yourself? Finn, where do you see yourself in four years' time? You, you can tell us that as well <laughs> if you want. And, and again... <laughs> Who's his? Who's his most entertaining fight? You yeah, know? yeah, no. no, that's definitely definitely food for thought. Um, right then, Darren, we've reached nine o'clock, and I think we may have to leave soon. So that's why yeah, we're, we're sort of get, like we're gonna get locked in here. Aren't yeah, we? exactly. So that's why I'm sort of quickly trying to go through the questions. But uh, finally, you put it. You what did you go for Parker Parker on points? Can I tell you Sunday morning? Yeah. <laughs> no, you no. can't. You got to tell me now. Parker points, yeah. Parker points. Right then. Sorted. Right. Darren, anything you'd like to add before we go? No, I, I don't think so. Um, I think uh, a quick, I'll quick do actually. I will do a quick shout to my sponsors actually. Just, just while, while I'm here. Uh, yeah, so fantastic sunbed shop in Whipsy. Um, they, you know, they help me out with numerous things, not just a sunbed, buy me kit and all sorts. Uh, Diamonds the barbers, who does my haircut and my shave. Uh, so that helps me out. Um, as you can see now, you no, you listeners can't see, but I need one right now. <laughs> and uh, also, Blue Wolves Farm Shop, um, they supply me with all my chicken and my meat, and you know to help me make weight yep. uh, safely and, and and properly. So you know, yep. thanks thanks to all of you guys. And without it being contaminated. Yeah, as far as I know, it's not it's not contaminated. Um, I'm not built like Arnold Schwarzenegger, so <laughs> I don't I don't think it is. And if it is, it's not doing a good job. <laughs> Darren, thanks as ever for joining me. We'll uh, we'll be back next week to obviously recap on the uh, Joshua Parker uh, fight and uh, look ahead to some more boxing in the future. Uh, Certainly will. We'll be back next time for the next episode of the Counter Punch Podcast.